Hello, and welcome to the Major Gifts Fundraiser podcast. I'm Monica Van Deventer. Let me tell you a little bit about the tribe we're building here at Major Gifts Fundraiser. We're working with people like you who want to be among the very best in this field. You want to accomplish great things. You want to challenge yourself. You want to grow, and you are up for going on a journey because you know a journey is what it takes to become the very best version of yourself. You're listening to this podcast because you know that in order to be a great fundraiser, you have to spend time thinking about how you'll be a great fundraiser. You can learn more about our new online training programs at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. And without further ado, here's Clark. Buenos dias, mis amigos. Hey, Clark Van Evender here from Major Gifts Fundraiser. Hope that you are having a great day. All right. So, a little secret. Hey, if you've been listening to the podcast over the past few weeks, actually the past few weeks have been pre-recorded and they were queued up to publish while I was on a trip to Egypt with my family. Got back yesterday and now here I am. One of the first things I am doing upon returning home to California is returning to the podcast. And I am recording and publishing this episode on this Wednesday before Thanksgiving. All right, so if you're listening to this on Thanksgiving or just before or just after Thanksgiving, this this is like real time now. All right, our Egypt trip was amazing, just amazing. So Egypt uh, sort of checked all the boxes for me. There's history, there's culture. Um, There's adventure, there's intrigue, there's amazing beaches. We had a bit of luxury. Um, Yeah, so culture, this is my first time in a Middle Eastern country, first time in an Arab country, first time in a Muslim-majority country. Um, We um, also, yeah, the adventure aspect, we spent four days sailing on the Nile River on a felucca boat. Very primitive, like kind of like glamping, though. Like we're on this little little uh, felucca boat and we had a a crew cooking meals for us it was just our family it was awesome um awesome snorkeling and diving in the red sea um yeah and and we had our nights sleeping in the open air of the felucca but we also had some some nights at amazing resorts so adventure and luxury trip of a lifetime amazing time for our family but not depressed coming home nope not depressed no end of vacation blues because I'm excited to be back home in California and to re-engage in meaningful work. But this was the longest vacation I've taken since my wife and I went on our honeymoon 17 years ago. I mean, we've traveled a lot. We've, we've traveled for long periods of time. We spent three months in Thailand a few years ago, but that was not a three-month vacation. We were working as we went along, working remotely, still working while we were traveling. Um, This was just two and a half weeks of completely checking out, leaning into life, experiences to our family. It was just amazing. And it was a really uh, great time. And I'm really thankful for it. Like really thankful. There we go. Thankful. So last episode of the podcast Um, was on the difference between a thank you call and a gratitude call, right? Like, so thank you calls are awesome. And I love making thank you calls. But gratitude calls are a whole nother level. And Thanksgiving is such a great time to make gratitude calls. Just calling to say, 
man, I'm so thankful that you're a part of my life, that you are part of our organization, that we get to be all wrapped up in this cause and this calling together, that we are on a journey together, that you are part of my life. And these are deeply personal calls. So if you know my levels of fundraisers, a level six fundraiser, I call these peak performance fundraisers or trusted advisor fundraisers. A peak performance fundraiser understands that there's a difference between our private and our professional lives. Okay, there are two separate things, our private life and our professional life, but that both of these lives, our private life and our professional life, both of them are deeply personal. So when you make a gratitude call, you are saying not just thanks for your support of our organization, but I'm so grateful that you're part of my life. All right, this comes back to, as fundraisers, we need to focus less on what we do and more on who we are. Like the level of service we aspire to give our donors, you can't script it. True service comes from the heart. And I think that one of the most important things we can do as fundraisers is learn to grow our gratitude muscle, to flex our gratitude muscle to grow our capacity for gratitude, to be more grateful people, more thankful people. Okay, so two things I want to do on the podcast today. First, I want to share some things we find in ancient sacred texts on gratitude. Like what does the Bible have to say about gratitude and thankfulness? What does the Quran have to say? Or Buddha? Or what are some Hindu teachings on gratitude and thankfulness? And I have some quotes from the ancient Chinese philosopher Confucius that I want to share. And then I want to give you a um, just a special exercise, something that our family does every year on Thanksgiving that really helps us flex our gratitude muscles. Okay, so from the Bible, um, one of the most famous psalms from the Bible, the 100th Psalm. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the, uh, worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. All right, here we go. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. Enter his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts. And when you consider that the Lord is good and his love endures forever, how can your reaction not be gratitude? One of my favorite passages from the Bible, something that I am often quoting, is from the book of Ecclesiastes. So Ecclesiastes 6, 9. All right, Clark's paraphrase version. Like if you hear me quoting this, this is my paraphrase version. I say, what you have in your hands is better than what you see with your eyes. Like what I have in my hands, holding is in my hands. What I'm holding in my hands is better than what I see with my eyes. The New King James Version reads, better is the sight of the eyes than the wandering of desire. 
or the new international version reads, better what the eye sees than the roving of the eye. Like I need to stop wishing for more and scheming for more and just rest and be thankful for what I have. In chapter 55 of the Quran, all right, so let's look at some Muslim teachings on this. Chapter 55 of the Quran titled, The Lord of Mercy. God asks the same question 31 times. <laughs> Man, ever have someone ask you the same question over and over and over again, like they're just driving home a point. God asks the same question 31 times. Which of the favors of your Lord will you deny? God has created us and then made this world for us. We are getting benefits from all his creations, such as the sun, moon, clouds, rain, air, grasslands, animals, plants, rivers, oceans, and countless other bounties of the natural world. And it continues, after realizing all this abundance, how can a sensible person be anything but thankful to God? All right, Muslim teaching teaches, if you are thankful, I will add more. All right, in the Quran, it, it, God answers, right? Like, which of the, okay, so there's this question, which of the favors of the Lord will you deny? And then the Quran, God answers, if you are thankful, I will add more favors unto you. But if you show ingratitude, then my punishment is terrible indeed. Those who comprehend this basic teaching of Islam are referred to as those who are wise, who possess a mature and comprehending intellect. Buddhism is founded on the concept of gratitude. Like, I love this. If you know the story of Buddha, he's literally, he's like frustrated with, with the world and man's grappling of the divine. And he lays down under a tree to contemplate this. And when he gets up, he thanks the tree for giving him shade as he considers these things, right? So like literally Buddhism is founded on this concept of gratitude. And Buddha wrote that a person of integrity is grateful and thankful. He continues, this gratitude, this thankfulness is advocated by civil people. It is entirely on the level of people of integrity. If you want to be considered as a person with sound moral character, Buddha then teaches that it is essential to practice gratefulness. And he encourages us to thank our loved ones, especially our parents. Showing gratitude to the people who are important to you may be something you know you need to do more often. But this is usually something you take for granted. Buddha teaches that we need to express our gratitude. And he says that if there are two people who are not easy to repay, it's our parents, our mother and father. Okay, so a minute ago, I gave you my paraphrase of Ecclesiastes 6.9, right? Like what you have in your hands is better than what you see uh, with your eyes. Buddha says, or this is Buddha kind of expressing the same thought. Whatever is not yours, let go of it. Your letting go of it will be for your long-term happiness and benefit. He also said that gratitude turns what we have into enough. In Hindu teaching, all right, the Vedas or the Book of Knowledge, these are the foremost sacred texts in Hinduism. 
written about oh from from 1200 BC to 100 AD. The four Vedas or mantras: Rig Veda, Sama Veda, Gajor Veda, and Atharva Veda. All right. So according to the Vedas, um, we we all have various types of help and support that we receive in our growth. Uh, coming from three basic categories, one, family and friends, two, the great sages, and three, God, all right? And these are called the three debts. In the book of knowledge, it is written, the act of giving earnest thanks is an elevating, oh, I'm sorry, the act of giving earnest thanks is an elevating one because it also expresses the humility and humbleness of a person and reflects one's wisdom and recognizing the limitation of the individual ego and ability. It also provides everyone a calm, blissful, and joyous frame of mind. Right? This is what we get from the earnest act of giving thanks. Calm, blissful, joyful frame of mind. All right, and then from Confucius, so many great, like just... Yeah, Confucius, he's like the king of the one-liners. Act with kindness, but do not expect gratitude. People don't, won't always be grateful to us. Um, I was complaining that I had no shoes till I met a man who had no feet. Uh, you may have heard some modern interpretations of this. It is better to light one small candle of gratitude than to curse the darkness. Or um, Here's another one. Everything has its beauty, but not everyone sees it. To see it, a person only needs to imagine how it could be worse. Okay. All right. So we have come to Thanksgiving. Let me share with you my family's Thanksgiving tradition. Okay. So we write and share our thankful list. And they are long list. Okay. So whatever day Thanksgiving lands on, we write a list of that many things that we are thankful for. So this year, Thanksgiving lands on the 25th. Also happens to be my wife's birthday, by the way, November 25th. So this year, with Thanksgiving landing on the 25th, we'll write a list of 25 things. All right, so if Thanksgiving lands on the 23rd, we write a list of 23 things. Right, you get the idea, right? Next year could be on the 26th. We'll write a list of 26 things. Here's what I like about a list this long. Um, for me, it's an exercise I really lean into. Like I get up early on Thanksgiving and I get out my journal and I don't just write a list. I write about each thing. So I, I list my wife, but I, I don't just say I'm thankful for Monica. I, say, like, I, I write what it is about her in particular at this time in our life. Everything that we're going through, experiencing together, like what really makes me thankful for her right now? Uh, but this is such a like a long list. 20, I'm going to do this with 25 things. Um, why? All right. So if you were to make a list of three things, um, everyone comes up with the same list. We're thankful for our family. We're thankful for our health. Uh, or we're, we're thankful for God. But a list of 25 things requires you to get creative, right? You start listing things like books. Like, I'm really thankful for books. 
Or here's one, like, I'm thankful for the people who created the TV show, The Office. <laughs> like, do you know how much I love that show? And I'm so thankful for all the people involved in making that show. I'm thankful for coffee. <laughs> I mean, I, I really love coffee. One of my mantras is uh, that there are few things in life more wonderful than a crappy cup of coffee. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love good coffee. Making my espresso at home and drinking it from my grandmother's china or a good French press. Or I was just in Egypt, a great Turkish coffee, but a crappy cup of coffee. Something that you have maybe when you're camping or when you're up early in the morning and get on a shuttle bus and they give you this crappy cup of coffee. Or you're in a bad spot, but someone gives you this crappy cup of coffee. There's joy in that cup of coffee. Like life can be bleak, but you're offering me a crappy cup of coffee. <laughs> it's wonderful. And you start writing this list and you get to 21 and 22 and you're listing these random things, but you realize how much you have to be thankful for. And at 23 and 24, you start to realize you're running out of space and you start worrying that you're going to leave something out. And at 25, you realize you could go on forever ever and your heart just swells and you find yourself full of gratitude all right and on thanksgiving while we're eating our pumpkin pie we then share our list we'll call that a number and go around the table and what's fun about the way we share our list is that we may be going through our number sevens right and i share something super serious there may even be a few teary eyes and then we get to the next person. It's time for them to share their number seven. And they say they're thankful for ice cream. All right. So it keeps things like from getting too serious. It's a good laughs. All right. So I can't recommend this exercise enough. Like make a thankful list, a long list. This is a way of flexing our gratitude muscles. And flexing our gratitude muscles is one of the best things we can do as fundraisers. But it's also one of the best things we can do as human beings. All right. Yeah, like seriously, don't you love being around grateful and thankful people? Don't you want to be that person? It's one of the best things we can be or one of the best things we can do as human beings. Become more grateful, thankful people. All right. If you take the time to lean into writing a thankful list, I'd love to hear about it and love to hear uh, what the experience means to you. So drop me an email at Clark at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. That's Clark at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. All right. Hey, I'm thankful for you. Like, seriously. I'm, like, seriously. Thank you. I am honored that you've given me the opportunity to speak into your life through this podcast. All right, and I hope that wherever you are and whoever you're with, hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving. And I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know where you're at. I don't know what challenges you face. I don't know what, what crappy stuff you have made going on in your life. But I, I hope that you are able to have a very happy Thanksgiving. All right. That's all I've got for you today. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. All right, Monica here again. 
If you like what you heard on this podcast, you'll love our online training programs. You can complete our online training programs at your own pace and you can watch or listen to them from any device. And unlike that last conference you attended, the challenge questions and action steps that come with each of our modules will give you concrete things you can do today to level up as a fundraiser. You'll raise more money than ever before by developing deeper donor relationships than you ever thought possible. So head over to majorguestfundraiser.com to buy now. Thanks for listening.